0: Touch on some reminders today, as I really feel the Lord press on my heart, just to just to reintroduce ourselves to some of the reminders, and we'll be in Second Peter, you guys can turn there now. And we'll be in the first chapter, and we'll go over a few verses, guys, and we won't get a, I wish I could do a series on the on, on this. <laughs> but we, we for for time purposes, we'll just kind of glance over some of these things and and, and and try to pick them apart just a little bit in a form of uh in, in edification uh, for one another. Thank you, bro. Yeah, what, what chapter peter? second peter one? Second Peter one, brother. And we'll start right around chapter five. Cool. But at first, I want to just take a look. At chapter 12, as we as we turn uh, to Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 12,
1: and notice what he says here with me,
0: guys. Are these mics okay, bro? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're okay. really good. So he says, Peter says, For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. Though you know and are established in the present truth, yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, he says. And that's why I hope we're done when we're done here, that we're stirred up, guys. That we're stirred up not only as individuals, but as a group, as a group of men. Let's pray, guys. Mm -hmm. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this this place, Father, for a place that we can gather and just be under your watch, under your word, Father God. I pray, Lord. I pray that our hearts are receivable, that the distractions of this world, the distractions perhaps even of this morning, Father, are, are, are thrown out the door right now, Father. And that we're attentive, and that our attention is truly, fully on you and your word. May your spirit, Lord, may your spirit speak to us this morning, Father God. We thank you, Father, for this gathering. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 So, guys, second Peter,
1: second Peter. That's the first.
0: No, Second Peter. So second chapter Peter, chapter one, chapter, one, sorry, chapter one, and we looked at twelve and thirteen, but we're gonna we're gonna start in five. But guys, before we do that, you guys remember the Nike ad from the nineties? There, there, was, there was Spike Lee, Mars Blackman, and, 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 and Michael Jordan was in that, and, and what, what, was the, what was the line that he was on? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? That's the title of today's message, Do You Know? Or another Nike ad back in the day was one of Bo Jackson where it said, Bo Knows. And, 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 and it showed how Bo would, would excel in all these different sports, man, even on the archery. If Bo knew how to do everything. If you were Bo Jackson fans back in the day, if not, you him, because it's all over it. <laughs> or maybe for you non-sports fans, anyone like food loops? Follow your nose, it always n- no. <laughs> so but again, if you were asked this morning, man, do you know God or do you know Jesus? We'd all say, yes, of course. Perfectly. But how much do we know him? And what I mean by that, guys, does our knowledge of Jesus or relationship with Him does it reflect in our walks? And probably the answer is yes. But have you ever considered how much more fruitful your walk would be if you just added to your faith? And when I say that, I probably cautiously say that. But but bear with me, stay with me. See, Peter, a few years after his first epistle, was led to remind the church. Remember, these are believers, and I, and I sweat a lot, so don't, don't, don't be frightened, that these believers were aware. They knew. But Peter says that, keep found it necessary. As long as I'm around, I'm going to remind you guys of these things. In love, as, a, as an edification. And guys, and, and, and sometimes as, as men, we can get a little iron bisted right? And we've got to be really careful with that. We gotta be really careful of that. But on the flip side of that, we can't be so sensitive. When you speak into a brother's life, it's probably a good thing that the brother knows that you come from a place of love. How is he gonna know that? Love's an action where you gotta show him. You can't just have the Pharisee finger pointing at him, right? You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. There should be some love. And there should be an example, as Jesus is the greatest example in all of Scripture, in his conduct. There should be an example of our conduct when we're ministering to a fellow brother. Look at what it says in verse 5, guys, that we pick up. And I'll, I'll read it through, guys, okay? I'll read it through to, to, to right around the end. It says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, my brothers, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what he says here, that for this very reason. This very reason, his promises. And we'll back up just one more time, guys. For such promises, such as grace, how how, how can we not be all totally in? Look at what it says in verse 2. Back up with me in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things there for a second, guys. Look at that. If you don't have it marked on your Bibles, mark it up. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Do you know? Do you know, guys? Who has called us by glory and virtue by which we have been given by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Now, there's a mouthful right there, guys. And we, we can have like 15 breakfasts right there. But we don't have time for that. So we're going to focus just a little bit on those things. We're going to focus on what we add. On what we're, we're called to add. Notice that he says, giving all diligence. What is that? Well, that's maximum effort, guys. And we're men. We shouldn't have an issue with maximum effort. We maximum, maximum effort in a lot of things. A lot of things that don't even pertain to our walks. But we got to transfer that over to our walks. Anybody ever worked out? Anybody ever went to the gym? Yes, I know my mind right here was. Okay, let's pretend we worked out before, okay? Just bear with me. I'll about to the past? Anybody ever worked out? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta max out, as they say in the weight room, right? You gotta max out, bro, you gotta go heavy. Why? In order to grow. You can't grow in the gym without lifting heavy weights, without causing some stress to your body. See, in the gym, it isn't that we don't see results or a change, but we know we can do better. We know as we're working towards that goal of maxing out, putting another plate on the bar, that we can get stronger. In effect, it's going to make us look good. But we can grow more if we just add to what we already know. Not waiting the gym in our case, but in our walks. If we just add to what we already know, we can grow. See, there's work involved, man. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It's not like seniority at a job. Hey, I've been here 37 years. bro. Well, look, I'm number eight on this. See, because unfortunately, you guys have seen it. We see brothers that are walking with the Lord since the tent days. I hear right about the tent, Costa Mesa tent, or oh, the tenth, the tent to tenth. And it's like, oh, you still talking like that? Are you still walking like that? And hopefully in love, we can have that conversation. But see, I want to grow, man. I want to be amongst brothers that want to grow. And sometimes in that growth, iron sharpens iron, as we read today. And you guys have heard it. There's sparks when iron sharpens iron. But we got to know that those are sparks of love, like we found out this morning in our men's prayer group. Because we tend to throw a topic out there, and sometimes it can take off, and the leader's got to reel it in. So let's pray, guys. Time to pray. But again, notice Proverbs 12, 27. You don't have to turn there. You can mark it down, but I'll read it for you. Proverbs 12, 27 says, The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, It's too much work. But diligence is man's precious possession. See, we need to finish the task at hand, man. We got saved for something. We got saved out of something, and we're ever so grateful for that. But sometimes we get stuck in that. I used to be. I used to be. Well, what now, man? What do we do now with that? We got to finish the task at hand. Look around you, man. Look where this church, look where God has planted this church. Calvary Chapel City Terrace. You guys are in the heart of it. This world is in desperate need of Jesus. And it's got to start with us. Going out there and sharing the gospel. Sharing your faith, guys. Everybody in your sphere should know that you are a Christian. Everybody at your place of employment should know that you are a Christian. They should. It shouldn't shock anybody when they say, Hey, i seen that brother at church. Brother Paul? What? <laughs> shouldn't be like that. He says, add to your faith. We're expected again to do our part. And today we're going to take a quick look, as I mentioned, at what seven supplements or ingredients, we're talking about the gems, so all those supplements, we're told are an absolute necessity to add your faith. We want to experience true, if we want to experience true spiritual gains and spiritual growth. There's seven qualities that God expects us to add. Notice the order too, guys. There's an order. There's an order to those things. And let's look at them again real quick. Giving all diligence at your faith virtue. Then virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, self-control. Then self-control self-control, perseverance. And then once that happens, that perseverance to godliness, you see there's an order. There's a purposeful order there. We're not supposed to skip steps, guys. Think of a ladder. If you're climbing a ladder, that probably wouldn't be the smartest thing to skip a step. He says, add to your faith virtue. What's virtue? Well, moral excellence. Or it could very well mean spiritual courage before a hostile world. How virtue is needed. The strength to stand for what is right. Not to be argumentative or arrogant or boastful, but the strength to stand for what is right. Non-compromising. And it it, 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 it speaks of it and entails a courage. And we need a courage. But that courage doesn't come from us. That courage comes from the Holy Spirit that dwells in each and every one of us. He says, to to that add knowledge, the knowledge of spiritual truth. Peter uses the word knowledge in some form, way, or another 16 times in this short letter. So knowledge is important, not a knowledge that pumps you up. I know doctrine, I I know theology, I, I, I know verses like the back of my hand. Not that, it's application as well. How are you living? 16 times in the short letter, indicating the points of knowing sound doctrine, as you do here at this church. But also, but also on your own study. Your own study time. Studying the Word of God and applying to your life what His Word teaches. See, we can't depend, although it'd be great, on Wednesdays and Sundays. There's got to be some fillers in between, man. Whether it's by form of listening to a, a, a radio or a podcast, watching a, a, a YouTube. Be careful, YouTube. Not a not, a, not a craziness on YouTube. Do a little like, like I tend to do when someone sends me a link. First thing I do, background check. Hey. I go background check on the pastor, man. What's this guy believing? What's his doctrine? What does he believe in? What controversies surround this guy? Unfortunately, and not always unfortunately, the author's The dudes who are millionaires because they wrote a bunch of how to get uh, cured quick uh, books. Schemeers came Um, Those dudes are a big, red flag for me, man. There's a lot of you're good, you're good, you're good, you're great, man. But there's no word. There's no, you don't need to do nothing. It's like you don't need to do nothing. God loves you just the way you are, man. Buy this book and I'll explain it further. We got
1: to act.
0: We always got to be working, guys. We always got to be working. Some of us were, 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 were big at one time, maybe. Some of us were buff. Some of us were muscular. And hey, look at us now. We look in the mirror and we still think we're yoked. I know I do. My wife says, well, what are you doing? Here? Put your shirt on. That's the way it goes. We have that mentality that we're good. We read read, read our word back. You guys all learned, some of us learned this, I didn't, but some of us learned this when we were kids. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Your Bible. You gotta read your Bibles, guys. Your Bibles shouldn't be open only on Wednesdays and Sundays, guys. Your Bibles gotta gotta be open. Let's look at verse 6, guys. He says, He says, uh, to knowledge, self control. Self-control, wow, that's a huge one for men. That's huge for men, self-control, resisting sinful desires. Not always lustful, but we do struggle with that a lot. Because when you know better, the desires just don't stop, do they? We know better, but they just don't stop. Though they should minimize. The first time, fairly new Christian, that I heard that a 70 some year old man was struggling with porn, it almost knocked me off my chair, but as a, it was a quick reminder. You got to, you got to be on it, man. This ain't a, a one-stop cure-all. You have to put work into this. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe some of the stories I was listening as we went around the table, going over uh, every man's battle. Anyone familiar with every man's battle? If you can grab that book again, read it again, man. Because I still remember things. And I apply daily, man. Every man's battle. So, in sitting in that group, I knew that there there was going to have to be some work done for me to to come alongside with the work that God was doing. Because He's not a genie. I just can't sit back and say, Lord, take this from me. Because ultimately, I have a decision to make. Am I going to swipe right? Am I going to click? Am I going to take another look? Okay, man, I've seen her, man, I've seen her. But it's the second It's the second look that I willfully, that I willfully did. That is me participating in that lustful desire. Because, you know, we can't walk around with blinders on. You, you guys know what I'm talking about, man. You see someone out the peripheral, you know, your eyes don't have to go down. You just keep focused, right? Self-control. And there's self-control in various other forms and and, and, and issues in our life. But that's one of the main ones that, in, in, in being around the guys a lot, that we struggle with. Even the guy that you think would never possibly struggle with that, struggles with that. So remember guys, that the more open that we are in sharing these things, the more we can come alongside one another, man the more we can encourage in settings like this. And guys, if if you're in a prayer group and somebody's struggling with that, man, that prayer group stays there. I tell the guys in our prayer group, Vegas ain't got nothing on us. What happens here in this prayer group stays here. My wife, God bless her, she already knows. I, I don't ask what. If I say pray for Adam, she already knows he's messed up. But if I say pray for Adam, she don't even ask why. We just pray for him now. If somebody shares something with me, we pray. She don't ask. If somebody texts me and we're having dinner, I'm I'm a little weird like that. I won't say I'll pray later. Now I lay me down to sleep. Oh, I pray for my brother. I pray by 10 in there. Man. That's just the way I am because it, it 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 takes it off my plate is what it does. And I want to be I want to know that I'm obedient to what He's entrusted me with. So that's the way we do that. Maybe that can help you out, guys. Perseverance. Perseverance, he says. Or endurance. Because you're going to need endurance as you practice self-control, man. Because there's going to be a next time, and a next time, and a next time. And there's going to be some discouragement that comes along the way, man. Man, I can't believe that I'm still struggling. I thought I was cured. Lord, help me. And then we got to be careful that we're, there's no, that, that we're not condemning ourselves, man. You know, we should never take sin lightly, man. We should never take sin lightly. We shouldn't beat ourselves up over it either. We repent. We ask our Father in heaven for forgiveness, and He forgives. If When we're walking around with the guilt trip, I always imagine the devil, man with little puppet strings as we're walking around in our guilt trip. And then who are we good to? What are we really doing if we're walking around in a guilt trip? You repent, maybe you share it with the brother, and it's done. And then you get up, you dust yourself off, and you live to fight another day, man. Because we we uh, uh, will endure some wounds. We'll get some wounds along the way, man. We got to be honest and we got to let those wounds heal. And how do they heal? Through the great physician, man. Only he heals, guys. And when the devil tries to shame us and and beat us up for some of the stuff that we've already been forgiven for, man. We can't buy into that. So we're going to need that perseverance, guys. That perseverance to want to continue to move forward, guys. To want to continue to fight this good fight. Man, we sold out some of us hardcore in the streets. Some of us sold out for the streets, man. Or sold out for whatever it is you sold out for in the past, guys. Before you came to Christ. Oh, it's so much better to sell out for Christ. Things are so much better more His ways than mine. And I just want to be that faithful servant. And I pray that that is all of our desires here, guys. He said... From perseverance to godliness. Seeking to please God with your choices. Look at verse 3 with me, guys. Let's look at that again, because, man, I, I just love that. that. That takes such a huge weight off my shoulders as a follower of Jesus Christ, man. It says, as His divine power has given to us. His divine power. I ain't got no power. It's still the power, any kind of power I have, any way, shape, or form, is from Him. And He's given to us in all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life and godliness. Seeking to please God with your choices. Because it is a choice, once again, men. We have a choice to make daily, several times daily. Being a man who is right with his relationship with God and with his fellow man. Godliness. And guys, this one's huge for me, man. Brotherly kindness in verse 7 he mentions. Brotherly kindness. Philadelphia in the Greek, right? Or brotherly love. And it's that godliness, that Christ's likeness, be conformed to the image of a son that leads to brotherly kindness. Tender hearted. Love as brothers. My brother bought his shirt today. I'll throw a shout out to the Calvary Chapel people of our Bible study. And that's our more, verse, that's more guys. Let brotherly love continue. Hebrews 13, 1. Let it continue. Now we can argue it's out of context. We can do that. But it's still brotherly love. It's still brotherly love, man. And, and, we're, and I'm huge on that, guys. Guys, you're looking at a man who would stand up against the wall mad dog everybody. That was my thing. I truly believe, guys, that I was that I was created, that I was put on this earth to cause havoc. I was sick in the head with hate. I literally, my, my, my one-year-old, my two-year-old, one of the first things he said was, I hate people. Why? Why did he say that? Because I said it all the time. I hate people. And guys, I, praise God, I didn't struggle with alcoholism. I didn't struggle with drugs. I dabbled a little bit, but I didn't struggle. My addiction was anger. My addiction was hate, man. I was destructive. My family tells me now they were on the shelves driving in the family van. I'm in a family van, it's trying to be hard. Five children, guys. And I was quick to pull over and pop off, man just a knucklehead at heart. I would have never imagined, and that's only because my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has just, he grabbed the hold of me, man. Amen. And he's got a love that I, you get, some of you guys know, I can't even explain. And it can get frustrating, because I want to see men do so well. I want to see marriages reconciled, man. Amen. I want to see relationships built back up. And now I can't get to a message without turning up, man. And I was a dude without crying. was weak. My 25-year-old now struggles now to this day. But praise God, he came back home. he struggles now because of the way I brought him up. And the iron fist that I rolled him with, man. And it's just now, guys, at 25, man, at 25, I ought to have a baby, man, with his wife. man getting back into the word going to church trying but you know how it goes guys when we're rebuilding stuff has to resurface and oh man all that stuff is resurfacing and the devil's in there trying to tweak things trying to change things but he's receiving ministry from his papa man god prepares us man God prepares us. We never know how life's going to turn on us, man. But please understand that nothing's wasted. God has prepared you for this, for a time as today, man. And he's got plans for you guys. But you've got to be obedient. you got to do your part. You've got to pursue, man. you got to see. You really just can't stand back. I understand. There's times to wait and listen and wait on the Lord. But man, he wants us to move, man. He wants us to move, and he needs us to be co-laborers, to take part in what he has for us, man. So brotherly kindness, tender-hearted, love as brothers. God love. Is that agape love? Because he says, brotherly kindness, and then he finishes off. And to brotherly kindness, love. That love. That love that covers a multitude of sins, man. See, with this kind of love, we love in spite of the differences we have, man. It's the ability and the desire to love the lost, to love the unsaved, to love your enemy, and to love the unlovable. Like all of us once were at one time. We were all of those things, man. I know I was unlovable, man. And people loved me when I was unlovable, man. And now it's my turn. Now it's my turn to give back what I received freely, man. My Father in Heaven loved me while well, I was still a sinner. While well, I was sinning. I was sinning against Him. While well, I was looking up at the sky and flipping Him off, man. He loved me. And the least I can do. It's love his men. Love his people. To love the lost. That's the least I can do for what I receive freely from him, guys. And that is a driving burden, a heaviness sometimes in my heart. That I wouldn't change for the world. Because I know he's with He just needs me to be a willing vessel. And to go along in the good times of ministry and the bad times of ministry. So, guys, again, love. That love, guys. That love that that you guys know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's unexpected. Let's go back, guys. Let's go back to our imaginary gym, okay? Why is the gym covered in mirrors, man? So you can see the results, right? No, not so you can look at the women behind you. She can see the results of the work that you're putting in, guys. The growth. Here in the next set of verses, Peter's going to give us examples of the evidence of growth, guys. Or the lack of. Look what he says in 8. I got a lot of highlighter. I got to get anybody For <laughs> For these things are yours and abound. You will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yours, it speaks of ownership, if, if these things are bought. See, there's a choice. When you're spoken of, would any of these things describe you guys? Those seven things that we just went through, man. Would any of them describe you? You pick and choose. No raising of the hands here. Let the Word of God convict you, man. You pick and choose. There's things that all of us, myself included, that I can work on. On these seven things, if not all of them. He says, he mentions the word barren. Several definitions for the word barren, but they're all pointing to inactivity or being unproductive. How productive are you guys? What would happen to you if you were unproductive at your job? But some brothers, unfortunately, they're pretty unproductive in their house. And guys, this is not a head trip. This is not a works-only trip. This is not a saved-by-works trip. But there should be something stirred up within us, man. You guys have seen it. Sometimes even putting the chairs away at the end of an event. Well, if you're walking out the door, there. Like, <laughs> chair's be going and they're like, let's go, let's go. Well, how about this one? They leave at, uh, during the last worship song. Hey, God, let's I got some, <laughs> That's just a small part of it, right? What are we doing at home? For those of us who are married, you guys have heard it before, man. If, I, if your wife was asked in secrecy and privacy, total anonymity, What's she going to say?
1: <laughs> my, wife, my wife's going to say, man, this dude got some
0: socks over there on the side of his bed. I'm a water drinker, dude, so I drink like three bottles of water at, the, at night, bro. I get up and oh, I'll have to sleep. Drink water, <laughs> so getting I got him, babe, I got him, babe, and before you know i like, oh, man. So she'll put a bag there for you. Put in the bag. There. bag there. I'll tell my son. Little insight, little insight to the Rodriguez household right there, man. What the guys How productive are you guys? How productive are you? Unfruitful. Imagine being fired from your faith, guys. Oh, let me check your fruit tree, Omar. Well, according to the season, man, these should be budded by now, man. <laughs> and then we go to another guy's <laughs> group, and we say we see little avocados like that, mini avocados like. What can we do with that? So imagine if if if, if God was like a gardener of some kind, and said, "Nope, chop it down like the fig tree. Take it off. This thing ain't producing no nothing, man." Let's take that away. Let, let, he's gotta go back to the nursery, man. We gotta we we, 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 we gotta soften him up somehow, man. He's being a group of just imagine if we can be fired from our faith from that. And he says, in the knowledge of, do you know? Do you know Jesus? Does he know you intimately? In the knowledge of a deeper, a closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus. Is ultimately what we should all want. And I used to freak out. I used to get scared. God, I don't want to be selfish. But I want more of you. I want more of you, God. I love worship, man. And I, I man, I'm so blessed that you're here, worship. I didn't know there was going to be worship, man. I'm so blessed, man. That, that... Guys... Worship shouldn't be warm up. Guys, give it to the Lord. For those of us, and this is this is, this is a rabbit Church, so I got two minutes for a rabbit show. This, guys, is so important. I see so many men not worshiping. I see so many men doing this. I see so many men doing this. I see so many men talking about the Rams while worship is playing. I'm the guy at our church who walks out, and they, they go in. Because they already know. Hey guys, let's go worship the Lord, man. We'll talk about the Rams after. They're gonna lose, it. Man. We're talking about the Rams <laughs> after. And I tell I tell the guys, I tell the guys in the parking lot, guys, don't, don't have a good morning. No food, no conversation. You're holding them up, man. Maybe there's, maybe there's a moment that the Spirit wants to have with them during worship. In worship, I stand in the front. Because I can't stop that, man. The Lord has a sense of humor. He did something to me where He just turned down the tear ducts, man. And it's hard for me to get through worship, man, without sobbing. And, and tears of joy, and just giving Him my my, my my stuff, just handing Him my stuff, man. I used to I used to when I I I, I, I talked real quick about my marriage being on on the rocks of, of of despair. I could I physically remember doing worship, just handing. Like, I got it from the old Aztec picture. <laughs> okay. The Aztec was kind of, it was you a putting, calendar. <laughs> dude, I, I used to imagine me putting my wife down at the feet of Jesus, man. I just said, I can't live her life anymore. I can't do nothing for her, brother. You're calling me to give her to you and that because I went to church almost two years when my wife said, Yeah, we'll see. You ain't all over me. Yeah, you think you're on Jesus now? You'll be back. And her garden's up. She figured once she once she once she started to be nice to me, I was gonna stop church and now it was gonna go back to the way it used to be. So she was testing a while. She was so cautious for me. I was a jerk, man. I had played the part, never in church, but I played in my schedule before. And she was like, no, you're trying to trick me back into it. not doing this with you. But in that time I needed that. It took my focus off of that, which I was obsessed with and it, I, I just I just wanted to rest in Jesus' lap. And guys, I don't know, maybe that's for somebody, man. Maybe that's for somebody. Rest in his lap, you guys. That stuff that you're striving on, that you're holding on to, man, that you wanna that you wanna fix, man, maybe he's waiting for you to fully hand it over to him, guys. In the knowledge of, again, a deeper, closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus is ultimately what we should want. See, when there's growth, man, it should be evident. You guys have heard the apple tree analogy analogy before. People know it's an apple tree because there's apples on it. And that fruit that our growth produces is not for us, but for the benefit of others. It's not our fruit to have, guys. That's for others, for others in our spirit, for others to be blessed by You ever see an apple tree pull an apple from itself and say, wow, that's good, man, that tastes great. No, it's for others. When we're fruitful, the people that come into contact with with us, our family, our co-workers, our brothers, they're the ones who are blessed. They're blessed by God through you, through the fruit that you're producing. God's just not going to leave you hanging, man. The season's going to be picked. We're going to be ripe for that fruit to be picked. And guess what? We're going to go all over it. Go all through it again, man. It's going to be a constant, constant process, guys. As long as we tend to the soil. Because no matter what kind of crop is successful, pick your vegetable, pick your fruit, pick whatever you like, man. What happens? They harvest it, and then they tear it all up, man. And they retoil it, man. And they're like, man, that field looks so nice. And then they, 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 all of a sudden you see this big old pile of weeds and stuff like, oh man, you couldn't even see that from the field, really. Yeah? And all of a sudden it has this color on it. Like, okay, it looks like people are building something. Then you pass by again and it's nice and rich, man. It's dark. And you can see the minerals and the stuff in that soil. And like, oh man, and then you know seeds have been planted. And notice the order that they plant those seeds, man. There's precision in that. They got to leave room for things to grow. So there's some detail placed in where they put the seed at. Right? And you guys know it gets watered. And then the farmer provides, right? Ultimately, God provides. He put them to that task. He did that. He put them to that work. They were obedient That, And now God provides. God provides them. Sometimes, guys, it's hard to see. I'll be the first to admit that, man. But God has a way of showing you if your eyes are open to it. He has a way of showing you guys. And it could be a reflection in your son. It could be a reflection. It could be a word from a... T- Anyone ever have a word from a total stranger? Isn't that amazing, man? The way God uses a total stranger to speak detail in your life. And that's some craziness. Got some craziness, thus saith the Lord, I'm not talking about that right now, that's not crazy, but you know those dudes, you know those dudes I said, bro, we're way off right now, (laughs) Uh, you're way off, bro, I'm not from Mexico, bro, you're way off right now, (laughs) but it's incredible, man, even to a Bible verse, bro, shoot your Bible verse, oh, and we have those brothers. Like we have a brother, Tony, for the men's group. God bless him. He's up at 40 in the morning shooting out Texas. I call it the Tony commentary because he's the king of emojis. Comes with a ton of emojis, man. I said, God bless him, man. He's putting the work in. Some guys, like, hey, can you take me off that text, bro? I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to read him, bro. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to read him. I'm going to encourage him through that. God bless him, man. And we have that brother, the Tony commentary. If you guys want, let me know. I'll, 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 <laughs> let me know. Sometimes it's hard to see, guys, but your eyes got to be open. How's your vision, man? I'm asking you that this morning, guys. How's your vision? Are you seeing through the eyes of the Lord? Or perhaps you need an eye exam. Perhaps you need a little adjustment. I know the other day I had to go upgrade my glasses because I couldn't see a comma, man. And Adam told me, man, you read what's wrong with you, dude? You're reading like you don't speak English. <laughs> I couldn't see, man. So my reading was all off. I go, dude, I think I need that. I think I need better glasses. So sometimes it's just a little tweak. But sometimes we need a full blown exam. That's between you and the Lord, guys. There's no kill trips here. That's between you and the Lord. But all I ask is that as a, as man to man, brother to brother, be honest with yourself because he knows. And he could just be waiting for that. He could just be waiting for, my son, finally I'm waiting for you, to be home. Now you say you're hurting. I've been waiting for that. Now you see it. Now we're going to work together. This is what I'm going to give you. Now you've got to go out and get the exam. Now you've got to go out and do this. But is it really a choice, guys? Is it? For he who lacks these things, verse 9 says, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin." But is it really a choice? It is. It really is. You can choose to stay the way you are. Perhaps you're even say now, in your mind, oh, no, Now nah, I'm good, bro. I don't really need those supplements you're talking about or those ingredients in regards to your faith. My relationship with Christ is good. I'm okay. Well, hopefully this will change your mind. It says, he who lacks these supplements. What supplements? Well, let's look at them again. We need a little bit of time. Virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, Godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Who lacks these things, has forgotten where he came from. Wow. I'm sure every one of us in this room, and perhaps in the past, or maybe even now, we could be one of those brothers who has forgotten where he came from. An accidental Pharisee. That's a plug for a book. I forget the author. Look it up. Accidental Pharisee. Great book, man. Great book. Because sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. And that's where that perseverance, that's where that patience comes in. And that's the case in my own home. In my own home, man. I could be one that gets specially studied. Oh, I don't need a mini-sermon. I just asked your question that's my wife talking <laughs> but you don't understand we've chosen no, I, I didn't ask that okay It's not. I've learned how to strategically oh it's funny you ask that dear <laughs> and then I gotta catch myself because I I, guys look, I get long winded I can go on and you have to be careful with that you have to be careful with the way you're seeing people. And that goes back to the eye attack. Remember where you come from, man. Don't be so harsh on a brother. Even a brother that's been walking the same amount of time, or perhaps even longer than you. Don't be so harsh. Remember where you come from. Remember the things that the Lord has helped you with. And perhaps you're on the other side of it. Take heed, the Bible says, lest you fall onto these same temptations, right? Could, you, you could very well be in a season of that man's life because the Lord has you on the other side of it. And you're missing that opportunity. You're missing the opportunity to be Christ like how Christ out with you during that same sin in your life. And now all of a sudden, you're pointing, I told you. Oh, man, it's so frustrating. I know it's frustrating. I get it, I minister to men daily, I get it man, I, my texts blow up guys, now that balance of family life, and I, I ministry life, and i serving, and on and on, so I get it, but let's not forget where we came from, be reminded that the Lord has dealt with you with that graciously, He really has. And, and I'll switch up. Bear with me, man. And he might have you on the other side. I mentioned that already. He might have you on the other side to minister to that guy.
1: And then it helps
0: me, guys, to remember too, because I'm ever so grateful of how he dealt with me. The Lord pretty much grabbed me and zapped me, dude. I had a moment in the shower that, man, something happened. I literally, as sure as I'm standing, I felt something lifted off of me, and I had never been the same. Brother. Now, it makes me ever so grateful that he dealt with me in that kind of grace. and it gives me, it gives me even a, more of a gratitude for what he's done in my life. But it doesn't. I, I'm on guard. I don't want to be boastful. I don't want to be a finger pointer. And there's brothers that I, I, I know. I, I prayerfully this is this is led spirit led and I'm not hundred uh, percent accurate on it at all times, I will freely admit. But you know the certain brothers that you can be a little more harder, depending on their background. You know a brother that needs just a little bit more. Nah, bro. Come on, you know, let's go, man. We do this together. And then you 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 know the brothers that what's wrong with you, man? Get over here, boy. You kind of bring them alongside you. And it's good to have hope in your life. But remember what the Lord has brought you from, guys. Don't forget. Don't forget where you came from. He's forgotten that he was cleansed and and, and forgiven of his old sins, it says, right? He's forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. Make every effort. Remember that maximum effort. Be even more diligent to make your calling election sure. It's not about making sure you're saved. Making sure you, it's about making sure you're spiritually productive, guys. We can go into a whole calling election Tuesdays. We're starting Ephesians. You guys are more than welcome. We'll talk about more calling election then. But calling election, guys, make make sure that. You 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 really understand that there's a calling and a purpose for your life. He saved you from, but what did He save you for? There's a work to be done. Right? As a soldier of Christ, as a man of God, there's a duty that you've been assigned. If you didn't fulfill that duty you're in the military, we put you in a hole and put it in a hole. If you didn't fulfill that duty at work, man, they let you go. Be in the military not perform your duty. And see what those brothers think of you, man. Share the gospel, guys. This is a this, Man, you guys are so blessed to be here, guys. I, I, I'm totally blessed that you asked me to be here today, man. Um, I would love to participate in an outreach one day with you guys, man. Uh, and, and talking with you brothers and see how the park is is an open field. Man, I, I, I would absolutely love, man, if you guys... And, maybe we can go over as a men's group bro. we'll see how the Lord will work that out man that would be great man but share the gospel guys don't scare people God has a calling on your life that scares people man. God, Jesus loves them know what Jesus did from you start scaring people man and calling what are you talking about we had a brother at church that man everyone who went God has a calling on your life. calm down bro you're scaring him man brother in Christ who grows, he walks with confidence, not arrogance, because he knows he's secure in Christ, through the knowledge and grace provided to him from God. Kind of like when you look at the gym mirrors, you see some growth, you decide, like, do I need to change my workout or not? And by the end of this day, man, we're self evaluated asking asking the Spirit to guide us. are some of the things, God, that I lack that you need me to work on, be honest with yourself, guys. And it could very well start at home. It could very well start at home. He says it never stumbles a guy who has these things in abundance. He never stumbles. If you walk around with your eyes closed, guys, you're going to stumble. But as we implement these things, we see the growth that produces assurance that we truly are a man of God. Secure in our salvation. And look what he says as we close up, guys. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Imagine that, guys. What better way to go in? Some people think that it's okay, Oh man, as long as I go in by the skin of my teeth. I don't even think my teeth have any skin. I don't know what that means, but. I don't want to go on by the skin of my teeth, man. I want to hear well done. Good and faithful servant.
1: I want my armor to be all
0: dinged up, man. I want there to be noise, What is that? What's that noise, man? Sounds like somebody's pushing in a broken down Volkswagen. That's Brother Paul with his armor, man. He's driving is beat up. It's hanging on and this guy. it's jacked up, it's got dings in them. It's missing some pieces, man. I don't want go in all detail, like a low rider, man. The ones they pull on the trailer, they don't even drive them. <laughs> <laughs> the tires are unrolled in the part that's supposed to be on the street. What is that? I don't want to be that, dude. I want to go in there man, this dude put some work in, man. And that's not for me. That's so Father's name could be glorified, not so Paul's name. Paul Rodriguez, where's the comedian? Let me know him. I want to be used by God. Man. And I pray that that is, our, that I, that is our, our desire here this morning. What better way, guys, again, to be welcomed into eternity with our Lord and Savior who took on your debt by dying for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Men, let me ask you, what are you living for this day? And why? And who? Who are you living for this day, men? Are you living for yourselves? Or are you truly living for your Father and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I pray, guys, that our eyes were examined here today as we end and recalibrated, if you will, Let us all be reminded, as Peter reminds us through the Scripture, guys, let us all be reminded here this morning, guys, that there's growth in knowledge. And I ask you, do you know? God bless you, brothers. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord. And Father, that that is my prayer for myself and my brothers here this morning, Father, that we would get to know you more, that our desire... Not in a selfish way, Father. But in a way that really places a burden on our heart to glorify your name by our conduct and by our walks. Not by works, Father, but just by gratitude, Lord. May we be reminded of the things that you've done for us, Father, and why we stand and sit here today, Father. We're ever so grateful, Father. May you fill our hearts, Father. May we check our gratitude meters, Father. And perhaps be reminded and reflected of these things, Father. May that gratitude fill our hearts and help us to move, Father. May we be honest with ourselves, Lord. Through the help of your Holy Spirit who convicts and teaches, Lord. I pray, Father, that we would remain sensitive as men of God to those things that you desire from us and want us to be, Lord. Again, Father, we understand that it's all grace upon grace upon grace, but help us to develop hearts that hurt for your people, Father. Give us eyes to see that your Spirit may be speaking to us, Father. We thank you, we love you, Father, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.